Welcome to The Edge of Act, the podcast where we explore the intersection of human stories and business success. I'm your host, Carolyn Crawford, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we explore the minds of entrepreneurs, marketers, and visionaries who have mastered the art of alchemizing their personal journeys into their business success and learn how you can apply what they've learned to your own business. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply someone fascinated by the power of human stories, The Edge Effect is here to offer you insights, inspiration, and a fresh perspective on what it truly means to make your mark in the world. Get ready to be moved, motivated, and challenged as we embark on this incredible journey together. So let's begin. I'm Carolyn Crawford, and this is The Edge Effect. Today, I am with the fabulous Virginia Frischkorn, founder and CEO of Party Trick, a tech platform built to disrupt the event industry helping to make planning and executing a highly curated event accessible and convenient for everyone. Virginia, I am so excited you're here with me today and to learn more about you, Party Trick, and the human story behind your brand. Thank you, Caroline. I'm thrilled to be here and I'm grateful to have this opportunity. Awesome. Okay. So I have so many questions about Party Trick, um, especially because I absolutely am obsessed with the brand, like the whole brand essence and everything. So I definitely want to get into that. But before we do dive in specifically to Party Trick, I kind of want to start from the beginning because you have a 14-year career in events, correct? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, give or take. (laughs) These years like fly by. Yes. (laughs) You're an events veteran, basically. Can you share a little bit about how you got into that industry? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in a family that entertained a ton. No one was in the business. My father ran a large kind of traditional company and we just threw a ton of parties. So I've always been around them. And I think naturally because of that in college um, with the various organizations I was involved with, I would just kind of help people get together because it came together naturally for me. Never thought I would actually do this professionally. Moved to Colorado uh, after I graduated from college on a whim. My parents told me they were getting divorced and I'm like, peace, I'm out and uh, ski bum for two years. So I did this kind of back and forth between Aspen and New Zealand and taught and worked in restaurants and did the whole thing. Uh, and then I fell in love with Aspen and I didn't want to move back to the East coast. Wow. So enter my professional event career. When I started working at the little Nell hotel, which is a five star five diamond property here in Aspen. And that was 2008 when, you know, we were going through another turbulent time, like right now. And, um, what's now like a seven person department was three of us. And, oh my goodness, I learned so much. And the events industry was in a really, really different spot then. Um, and I really just like, I learned so much about amazing hospitality. I learned so much about operations. It was such a phenomenal, um, foundation for the events industry. And for me, as I kind of, from there moved on and I started my first company in 2010 called Bluebird Productions. Very quickly from there, we were recognized as one of the top planners by Vogue, Martha Stewart, Brides, Over the Moon, some of those other publications, which was really exciting and like as shocking as a really young company. Um, I launched two little sister companies to party or to, to Bluebird. I had um, Something Blue, which kind of serviced just the, the lovely wedding instead of the luxury, ultra luxury event. And then I have a cute little picnic company called the Aspen Picnic Company. And so I love parties. I love celebrations. I love creating these magical experiences. I think um, the last thing about like my background with it is through that, what I really realized is people don't care about things at the end of the day. Like we do, we go through those materialistic phases, but life is about the memories and the experiences that are shared and the material disappears after that. Um, And so 
I love creating that for people. And also I really learned that if people have someone doing it for them, they're going to have a fabulous time because they don't have to think about it. Right. <laughs> um, and hence the reason I had a job and now why, like, hence, you know, party trick was born to help people so that they can do it. So they don't right. have to have a planner for everything. So it's like, life is about those experiences. And I, I just love, I'm so passionate about creating amazing experiences to elevate the everyday. I, I freaking love that. I love that so much because one, not only has your journey, it seemingly come full circle, right? Because, and again, we'll get into party trick for sure, but like you started out so organically, it seems of just, just entertaining and bringing people together was just so much a part of you and your upbringing. And it just was so natural. And I, and how you fell into it feels very organic as well. And so I'm curious, how has your, because you mentioned you got, you really fell in love with the hospitality of it all, the operations and everything. How has your career evolved um, to where you were like, you know what, I really want to start Bluebird. I really want to start Aspen. You created these kind of sub brands or sister brands, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, um, sub sister, yeah, same thing, you know. <laughs> So All that, yeah. curious to know, like how that formed for you and was it equally as organic or was it something that you were like, you know, I'm ready to try something new and different. It was a bit more strategic than I would probably initially give myself credit for, which is a weird way to phrase that. So when we launched Bluebird Productions, um, I actually launched with a business partner. I bought her out very soon thereafter. <laughs> And we launched with this approach, which is funny. You know, Peter Thiel says that when you think about entrepreneurship, they're travelers and they're explorers. And explorers want to chart unterritoried water and find something new. And travelers are like, they're going and they're, they're pushing and building. And like that to me is like, you're building a business. Maybe it's something established and you want to tweak and build it better. Whereas entrepreneurship, it's like, this is a new, like, we don't know what we're doing sure. in a way. And, and I mean, you have this vision and how the product comes to life is different. So when we started Bluebird, we had like seven different services from event planning to event PR, social media management. Like, let me tell you, this was 2010 when I, I think like Instagram was just starting in what, 2011, 2012. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we were doing social media, Facebook and Twitter for anyone in the events industry. They're like, you wow. guys are from, pardon my French, but you guys are crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and you know, now it's, I mean, people have whole careers off of this, but it didn't take off. We tried to do event PR. It was never really about let's become mm. great event planners. It was, I want to elevate the events industry mm-hmm. and shift into you know what? People love us for weddings. People love us for great corporate events that feel social. So we ran with that because, you know, you go where the market tells you. Fast forward to, you know, roughly what it was 2018 when I started doing the little sister brands. And I think you'll appreciate this and anyone listening, thinking about branding. The reason why I did that and created the little sister brand, we were doing those weddings under Bluebird and we offered three tiers of service, this day of planning, partial service and full service. The problem when you offer that many level of services under a luxury brand is it devalues your brand value, right? Mm, I used to value mm. too many times there, but no, what, it works. <laughs> what I mean there is like, it's really hard for someone to pay you $50,000, $70,000 to plan an event when they see you planning a $70,000 event side by right. side. So you're planning a million dollar wedding or a $500,000 wedding, and then you're doing a 70,000. Mm. They're like, well, you must not be an expert here. You must blah, blah, blah. So what I would did was I split 
Bluebird into basically two brands, one, which was our luxury, ultra luxury, and then something blue, which was our lovely. And I put separate brands on them. So we had a lot more brand integrity. Um, and so it allowed us to be really strategic. Does this fit in line with our services, our vision for the future of the brand? And so, yes, it would, it, I love the operations and I love the strategy behind it. And that was a very strategic decision, which also allowed us to operationalize the businesses a little bit differently and our day-to-day like business operations to execute those two events. While they're very similar, they also were very different. And we were able to use the systems we developed planning at Bluebird to really inform how we did something blue. Picnics is a different wow. story. It just made sense because. Wow. You know, yeah. No, yeah. I think that's fascinating because you don't hear. And thank you so much for sharing that perspective, because that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with and deal with. Right. Where they um, may want sort of a higher end clientele and brand, yet they have offerings that don't necessarily fit that in terms of at least the, at the very least the price point. So I love that you were very conscious to say, you know what, we, we have to preserve brand integrity. These things are important. Doesn't mean that we have to choose one or the other. We just have to treat them differently. And I think a lot of people forget to do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, people want, wanted the quote unquote bluebird brand but they didn't want to pay for it. And right. it made it really clear. Like you could still make them happy. They could have something blue, you know, yeah. bluebird light. They could have the baby version. And if they really wanted to, if they really wanted bluebird, they could pay more for it. It also allowed us, and you know, in, in an industry where you're publishing your work or you're putting your work all over social media, it, again, you had a very clear visual brand and the events would represent differently. And like with something blue, it was less about like our aesthetic as a brand, which became sure. a service and a product. It became just about the service. And so I share that because a lot of times, you know, I'd have a bride uh, or a, an event and it really wasn't quote unquote like on brand for Bluebird. So I couldn't push my brand further mm-hmm. forward without also hurting their feelings. And you're not like, Hey, I don't want to show sure. your wedding. Like their wedding was beautiful, but it wasn't on brand. It didn't align with where the direction I wanted to take my business. So if you think about splitting, it, it really allows you to kind of put things in buckets and then push them accordingly. I mean, there are so many shared services, yeah. so it was, it was helpful that way. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause you, like you just said, right. It was with particularly with something blue, it really was more about the service. Like you didn't invest or yeah, it, it really, it was a service that we were doing. It wasn't about the design at all. It was like, Events have three core competencies, which is interesting because it pulls into party trick. Like there's the plan, the design and the execution. And a lot of times people are really good at one of those things. They're great at like execution. And a lot of times people will say, well, I plan my wedding. I need you to be a day of planner. I plan my event, come execute it. That's one skill set. The planning is, you know, the details, the timing, the food, the beverage, the music, Mm -hmm. all of that nitty gritty. And the design is a whole different, and that's the creative brain. Yeah. And so plan and design, a lot of times for people compete. Mm-hmm. And so with, with a more premium product, you have to have those three core competencies. And so that's what we did with Bluebird. And it was a product because we were in line with kind of, you knew it was going to look a certain way. You knew you were getting a certain experience, like what you delivered. You also had exceptional service. Sure. Whereas with, um, with something blue, it was really, hey, we deliver great service. Mm-hmm. It was less about the product experience. Right, right. Wow, yeah. that's really unique. And like, it's really unique to hear that evolution and how it was really 
like you said, so strategic and everything. So that's amazing. And now I, again, I've been anxious in it to talk about party trick. So how can you talk, share a bit about how party trick came to be? I believe you started in 2022, correct? So about a year ago. We did. So we launched less than a year ago, but there's a little more backstory, which is that we actually launched a beta of it in 2020, which we um, had under a different brand name, different brand aesthetic. It was more of like an e-commerce platform than it was really the SaaS model that we have now. And ultimately what I want to do is provide an amazing experience so people can do experiences. And that means that their platform experience, their technological experience with us um, is just a small like drop in the bucket of the experience that they're ultimately having. So all that to say last year, um, actually, gosh, it's been a year and a half, right? We went ahead and started thinking, how do we leverage all of this expertise, use tech to leverage everything I've learned about creating these exceptional experiences. And I worked with an amazing agency that did our branding that helped with our naming. And oh my goodness, like I was talking to my children. So I have two kids. I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and they take credit for naming party trick, which is totally, (laughs) you know, not on them. It was totally the agency I worked with. They're rock stars, but you know, they did help me narrow it down when we were down to our final names. I mean, our goal is we want to be your party trick. We're not a trick for a party. We are your party trick. Like, how are you so chill? How do you always have the best music? How does this work? Well, we're, you have a secret party trick. Um, and so that's why I keep using the word experience, right? It's yes. not just a party. Like, yeah. it's, it's a Taco Tuesday. It's how do you have people over late night after going out to a concert and make it really a smooth experience? So named party trick, started building this great tech experience. It's like on, on platform experience. Right now, we are a web-based app. And like I mentioned, we have these three core competencies, the design, the planning, and the execution, and our product addresses all of those. So we help you figure out what it's going to look like. You can shop all of the links. It's all these curated looks. You can shop them or you can DIY them. If you go into the planning, it's like, here are three menu ideas. Here's three different playlists. Here's cocktails and mocktails. And by the way, you need some hosting hacks on how to tell people to leave your house gracefully nicely, like at the end of the night. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to give you all this hosting hacks too. And my favorite feature, you know, my Bluebird clients had this was it's like having me on your shoulder. So if you're on platform, you put in your event, you get notifications to remind you what to do, when to do it. So, you know, two weeks out, it's like, Hey, Caroline, you're having a barbecue, like in two weeks, invite your friends 10 days out, order the food, you know, three days out, send your friends a reminder. Like everyone needs a reminder these days. So send your friend a reminder that you're hosting and here's a sample text of what you could send down to like two hours before, you know, go take a shower. You don't want to be too late or too stressed. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of like push you and tell you what to do. So we give you those three core competencies, like what it's going to look like, how to, and how to do it. So you don't have to Pinterest fail it. Then like the details and then the execution. It's just like, we hold your hand end to end. So makes it really simple. Removes all that. I'm obsessed with it. I'm truly, I am. And it's, and what I also love is that at some point you mentioned um, it, when you were sharing a little bit of information prior to this, to our conversation that think of it as food 52 meets Pinterest meets Asana. Yeah. I was like, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. How did you, was that always kind of like the inspiration that you were drawing from those three brands or was that really what the evolution of it kind of came to be? You know, it was not necessarily about those three in particular. Mm -hmm. One thing with the events industry is it's so scattered. 
you know, there's something for everyone, but there's no one centralized resource. So if you're going like, I think about this again, I've planned the most, I've spent, had people trust me, like over $80 million on events, Mm -hmm. but I go to plan a Pokemon party for my son. And I'm like, oh my God, where am I going to go? Like, where do I start? Right. And even I, I go on to Pinterest and I get lost. And like 10 hours later, like, what did I just do? (laughs) You're like, I have Um, 18 million more boards. (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. And so the goal was how can we curate that, make it easy. And so, yes, I use Pinterest as the example for the look, because I think people get that. And I think it's a big pain point. I mean, there is that hashtag for a reason. Um, Food 52, I love, because I love the community-based component of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could just as well add in, you know, Food 52, Spotify, Paperless Post, Evite, because that's our details. It's that all of those plugged into one. Mm -hmm. And I'm an Asana girl. So that's the to-do. I wish Asana pushed at me as more than just like a task management. But like, so I, I... I just use that as my example. Sure, sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> I will say someone and I, were, we were talking recently about this, about party trick and um, they were talking about gold belly. If you think about oh, it, yeah. right? so say for mm-hmm. instance, you want to order like your favorite pizza from a restaurant in New York. Well, it comes to you, it comes frozen and it gives you all the instructions of what to do sure. to like, you know, put it in the oven and 350. Right. We're in a way like gold belly for an experience. Yes. But yeah. just more than just the food. It's all of the things. Yeah, so, that's, that's yeah. a really good example because gold belly like you just said, right. It gives you everything, but ultimately what it's doing is just mimicking the experience that you would get had you been in person. And that's exactly what you're, you're doing. Exactly. Great example. So I love that. And so I'm curious to know if you don't mind backtracking a little bit. So you worked with an agency to get the branding and name, but what can you share a little bit of what sort of inspiration or direction or just kind of like vision you had in your mind and how that came to life. Totally. You know, that was probably one of my favorite parts because I love the visual. Um and I love- I'm obsessed with it. It's yeah. so fun. It's so bright, so colorful. It really like it was a no-brainer for me to be like like had we not even crossed paths, I would have been like, oh, I just need to be a part of whatever this is. <laughs> this well, is a good thank time. You. <laughs> I mean, and that's our goal. We want something that's accessible. It's aspirational and attainable. It's not Mm -hmm. that like aspirational. Oh, I can never have that. That's like, you know, too high above where, where I am currently living. So when I was working with the agency, they did the visual branding for me. And, you know, I, I would talk about the brands that I personally love Mm -hmm. and the brands that I resonate with. And I, as well as you know, what's going to be appealing to everyone, you know, our audience for party trick is someone who's shopping at Target and at Walmart and shopping on mm-hmm. Amazon the majority of the time. It's not what my previous clients were. It's not people who have like all their personal shoppers and their private jets. This is about everyday celebrations for every person. Yeah. So when we were thinking about the brand identity, it was how do we build a brand that's relatable across the board to everyone? It has a little bit of like that cool older cousin vibe, mm-hmm. but not untouchable. And there can be a level of grit, but there can be a level of girl next door. And so those were all things that we were bouncing around. Some of the, you know, visual identities that they presented felt like really too bright and bubbly. Mm -hmm. And I think that our brand does a nice job of crossing that line where it's bright, it sparks delight, but it's a little bit androgynous, which I want. Because we have, um, you know, it, it's more accessible to all that way. Right. Um, we want you can still take it seriously. 
right? right? Like it's still doing the job that you want. And what's interesting too, is it's a tech platform ultimately, Completely. right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you have all of these amenities and features within it, but it is a tech platform at the end, end of the day. And that's, that's the u- unique twist about it all. It is. And we have, you know, basically our, you know, our product architecture on the backside that's um, proprietary to us. It allows us to kind of, we're going to continue to build upon that, offer great new features, build out the mobile app, um, really leverage generative AI to help people understand what their events are going to look like. Mm. Um, We have the ability to do these really fun, like personalized party tricks. So Caroline, if you were like, hey, I want to do, whether it's like a custom book club that's relevant to whatever you're reading right now, or I want to get 20 of my besties together. This is the vibe I want. Well, we, if we don't have that on, on platform, we'll write it for you. Mm-hmm. And most people I've learned can't visualize what a party's going to look like or what a yeah. gathering is going to look like. So we can now use generative AI to help people get a sense of like, what will it look like? And what will it feel like? Yeah. That is for me, I think such a stressor, like, did I order enough? Do I have all these things? Having a visual representation, um, it just like takes all that pain and stress away. Cause you're like, Oh, cool. I know it's going to be good. I'm, I'm good with how that's going to look. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And like, and also too, like, I just love how much you've thought about so many details. Like you really have thought about every single bit of experience or potential roadblock or question that someone has. How did you go about, or I guess actually I'll, I'll rephrase like how, where are you? Cause you basically in the platform and Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're in the platform and literally you can think of any sort of vibe or any sort of kind of experience you're trying to, to develop, right? You already in the platform have that kind of package for them in a way. Yeah. So we're nearing a hundred experiences or parties on site right now. And that's split between a variety of categories from kids to bridal, to date nights, to things that are culturally relevant, like a Ted Lasso watch party, Mm -hmm. holidays, you know, Sunday suppers, girls brunches, now we are cons- like, we're releasing four experiences, parties a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I mean, there's at my backlog of lists, like a thousand ideas, Yeah, but you know, a lot of that is we love when people come in and ask for something custom because then we can take that and turn it into, I mean, we'll, we'll remove the custom details, but turn it into an experience for others across the, across the platform. So sure. we've got content. We are consistently putting it on out. If we don't have yeah. what people are looking for, we will build it for you, right. which um, is, I think, amazing. I think that's, you know, there's a, a great company that I'm friendly with some of their team members and they're an online interior designer and people mm. want, you know, design is something that's so custom and personal to, um, to the individual. And while the details may be the same, how you express a piece of party versus how I do right. usually might be really different. So the way that we've expressed it on party trick as a curated experience you might not resonate with, but you could say on our personalized party trick, you could be like, Hey, I want to throw your pizza party, but by the way, I want everything in like purple. Yeah. (laughs) Funny thing is like, I'm not a purple person. I'm wearing purple today. (laughs) And then we can customize it and we can help you shortcut those things. Yeah. So yeah. So on the platform now there's, there's a ton, but the, the opportunities are endless. Yes. Endless. 
create and customize. Yeah. How do you draw from what inspiration do you draw from when you're other than like people saying, Oh, I want this and whatnot? Like, are you guys? I mean, like you said, thousand ideas. I mean, I see it everywhere down to like, I asked my kids, um, what would you want to do with your friends? So when we're yeah. developing kids content, oh, and I yes. asked, oh yeah, I ask their friends all the time. And like, that's definitely not my area of expertise. I have other writers that like mm-hmm. write some of those parties. I'll get the ideas and then they can kind of run with it. Sure. Um, you know, I obviously love spending time on social media and watching and seeing what others are doing, um, generating ideas. I used to get my best ideas that would just come to me when I was running for content mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, this would be a really cool design idea or a really cool theme. Sure. Um, I have just been for years writing down all the various theme parties. I went to UVA and University of Virginia is a really big party school and it's a very big themed party school. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it just like, you know, when you're in your early twenties, when that's part of your imprint, yeah. my mind has just always been primed to be like, all right, what theme is How this? How can I make about? a great time right now? <laughs> yes. And I mean, the funny thing is like, obviously I'm like 20, almost 20, well, 15 years past that. And then it, life is very different now than it was then, but it, it made like, it made such an impression. Yeah, I also think a course. theme or putting like structure gives, it makes things easier, right? You're, you know that like, okay, it's why people do this with baby showers instead of just mm-hmm. saying, Hey, come bring a gift. It's like, no, we want something that is themed around boom. Right. X, y, and, Z. Um, and so I feel the same about just like simple gatherings when there's so many ideas of what to do, if you choose one theme or what have you and work within that, right? it, it limits the number of ideas that you actually have to contemplate with yeah. so much out there. It's like, I can't go to the store and buy a toothbrush. There are too many. I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right? Give me three and I can tell you which one I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's interesting that, that you've infused the psychology of like humans into that, right? Because you're like, I don't need so many options. I mean, and like you said, Pinterest, you're down it for 10 hours and you still don't have a party planned. Right. And so now this solves that problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know what, cause you've, you, I love that you mentioned earlier, right? Like it's, you created a brand that was very relatable to all, very accessible, not done in such a way to where it feels diluted. You do, especially when, if you compare to Bluebird, for instance, it still feels party trick still feels very high end. It still feels very, um, you know, like there's, it doesn't feel diluted, even though it's being technically, you know, relatable to all, you're not trying to like appeal to everyone in the world, but like, it's still very, it's touchable. Like you said. Yeah. We want that accessibility and that aspirational quality, but, um, slightly more accessible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. like I want that level of polish, um, but also the level of grit. And I yeah. think it gives you an idea that you can then infuse your own personality again with events and design in a way being such a reflection of personality. We give the foundation from which you can make it your own. We yeah. just make it so much easier. And then you put your little twist instead of having sure. to do a little twist. Yeah. I love that. I love that. How do you market that? What's, what's been kind of a emphasis in terms of like the marketing? I mean, you have so much content that's developed for the platform. Do you repurpose that or get inspired from that 
to market it to the public or how does that work? For you? Yeah. I mean, there's so many ideas in terms of like on our blog and, and the, the part, like the blogs that support our actual parties on platform. Um, so we use a lot of that to repurpose for various like decor hacks or hosting hacks, food hacks. That's really helpful. You know, we are in this interesting situation that we're a category creator and we're a new company. It's not like we're a legging company trying to make better leggings that make your butt look better, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, we have a lot of product education. And so as much as we want to give hacks from a marketing perspective and give ideas of like what to do, we also have to balance that with educating people about our product, what we are, what we're not. I think a lot of times it's like, well, am I getting a box in the mail? No, we're a digital experience mm-hmm. because honestly, like I have enough stuff. I'm not going to go buy more. And I'd rather not buy like a million themed napkins. I'd rather sure. have a white napkin with some, like, if I want to theme it, get some ribbon and then I can mm-hmm. throw the ribbon away and not be as wasteful. So point being there is I'm not going to send you wrap like ribbon and boxes of all of this stuff. Right. We're going to give you the ideas and ideas of what to do. And if you need to buy it, sure. Great. Um, but it's really about, you know, marketing emphasis on giving people that they're going to value, show them and establish our expertise in the area, as well as that project education. And then we also want to bring some fun. People like, yeah. like planning a party, kind of like going to a dentist sometimes. People are like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Like some people love it, but not everyone. More people than not that I've spoken to are like, oh God, it's painful. Like I'd rather not do it. Mm-hmm. And we want to alleviate that and like show them that it can be fun and that there's humor within events as well. Very cool. Um, and then for, and I like how you said, right. Like there is that balance between like, here's something that's like valuable to someone, like here's a hack and here, but we still also have to educate the product. How, what has, has, have you seen, or is there a trend from what you've seen of what works on that education aspect? So we're doing a lot right now, um, on TikTok with green screen, to kind of show people, because what I find the aha moment is when you actually get on platform and you're hovering over one of our quote unquote red dots. And it's like, Oh wait, here's the product. You're like, wait, that's a shoppable moment. Oh wait, that's what she means by this Mm. until you experience the product itself. It's kind of hard to understand. Like you have an idea of what it is. And so, um, TikTok has been really helpful from the green screen. Same thing on, um, on Instagram with email marketing, we're finding that we're providing kind of a step-by-step breakdown. Like here's how it works. We just redeveloped our, how it works page on, on platform itself. So those are things that we're doing from a project education. And now we've got some fun, like we're going to record some demos and examples. So during our onboarding, showing off some of the features, because I find that people who have accounts don't even realize the full potential of what they have access to. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that they're really taking advantage of everything that we're here to make easy for, for them. Very cool. I love that because like you said, right, it's really immersing them in it and providing tangible examples versus like, here's a screenshot of how you can do it, which to some people, maybe that works, but like you're, like you said, the green screen where they, you could literally be like, and behind me, (laughs) like whatever it is. Right. So I really, I love how you, you took advantage what can I ask? What drew you to those platforms? Was to which it the function to like TikTok, for instance? Was it oh. um, the audience, or was it the functionalities? Or 
I think it's both. I think green screen is so helpful. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a relatively new, I personally, I'm not a huge, like I love scrolling TikTok, but I don't really use it as much, but fortunately my team does. And that's been really helpful. Um, My head of parties is actually, she has a large personal brand as well and a large platform like herself on TikTok and Instagram. So she's kind of spearheading some of that because that's her area. And I think what we've heard from people and the reason why we chose TikTok in particular, like there's just such great opportunity. People are looking for how to, and they're looking for things that are pretty. Um, and I feel like Instagram more portfolio right Mm now. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know really many people that are using Facebook in a way that would work for party track. Right. Right. Facebook is hard because of it wants brands to pay. So you are basically you have to pay in order yeah. to really get seen. So, and that's hard as a small business. I mean, we're yeah. new. We launched six months ago. We're bootstrapped. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I look at every single dollar and I'll tell you, I mean, for anyone listening and thinking about just also marketing and branding and um, the number one question I'm starting to get as we're raising, you know, it's all about cost of acquisition. Yeah. And that's something where I'm not going to go and spend a ton of money if I don't know it converts. Um, especially when our product is one that requires a lot of education around right, it. Right. So then my, my cat goes really high and people are like, oh yeah, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so leveraging those kind of free-ish platforms um, is really, you know, in, in my phase, what's the most helpful thing I find. Sure. Can I ask, did you, so basically the investment that you, you make into marketing, right? Cause like, I, I think myself, a lot of the clients I work with and a lot of business owners in general, right? Like they're spending money on something that you're like, I don't know if this is going to convert. Like that, that is the number one question or number one sort of fear, especially now in this climate. So I'm curious to know, um, you, do you have a T do you have help with to yeah. create the content? So that's where that investment is going versus play, paid platforms. Is that right? Yeah. So basically the way that we're approaching this right now, you know, I have my head of parties, who is involved with some of our social strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a, a girl on my team who kind of does our SMS marketing. She has our email marketing, affiliate marketing. Um, we're doing a little like guerrilla marketing as well. Oh, cool. We're going to do some live in person um, just because with some of our brand partners, I love a great party and it allows people just from a brand awareness perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in marketing. Um, I'm not in the pay to play position right now in terms of from the ads, I know that they will convert. I just don't have capacity. I'd rather put it towards a salary and not spray across and see what sticks. But at the same point, we need to be multi-channel and all over the place Mm -hmm. at this phase right now. The amount of touch points you need is, I mean, you know better than anyone. It's exceptional to get the the brand awareness that ultimately we're looking for. Yeah. Sure. I I love that you said that, right? Like we're, because a lot of the times too, there's this, there is a fear, right? Like there's a lot of people who talk about like, I need to be on X, Y, and Z platforms. So they do, they just like cast a wide net and hoping it works. But what you seem to be doing right is like, you're not necessarily casting a wide net. It seems like you're very intentional, even though you have so many touch points. So can you talk about a little bit how you've balanced that? Like, is it, do you like, and how, and if you've set up any sort of hacks or tricks or just process systems and processes that help you balance that? You know, again, I'm lucky that right now I have a team that's supporting this. And so, and I'm lucky that I've got 
someone who wrote a great marketing strategy for us and this great go-to-market strategy. So that way we can look at each channel, who's our audience for each channel, what's the objective and what's the point? Like, why are we even on it? Mm -hmm. Are we on it because we should be on it? Are we on it for conversion? Are we on it? Like, and that helps us figure out how much time to allocate to each versus let's just do one thing and broadcast it across. Like that doesn't work as you know. Um, so for us, it's really about getting strategic of, okay, here are six channels or six different outlets, seven outlets, whatever it might be. And I'm saying that because it's like, I'm going to lump affiliate marketing in there and like some of these kind of let's hack into various, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like hack into Facebook communities that are all about events and offer kind of people to experience our platform there because the, so you kind of outline what those platforms are, what those strategies are and then allocate time accordingly. So that's for us really been like, it's being super intentional because there are only so many hours in a day. Sure. Yeah. And it takes a lot of, um, the nice thing is we have so much content and we're fun content that we just pivot it. And so, all right, we do something catchy here. It's the five tips for this, you know, in an email, we're going to go into greater depth. We put it back on our blog. We can take that, turn it into a graphic, put the graphic onto Pinterest. So there's a lot of cross utilization of the same content, but in different ways to show the same thing in 10 different options. Yeah. I love that. And I also love that you said too, right? Like you are looking at each channel and basically determining like, okay. And then this is a poor example, not saying you're doing this, but let's just say you're like, okay, TikTok, we actually have a greater chance of conversion there. But Instagram is more portfolio, so it's going to be a bit harder to convert, right? Like, let's uh, just for the episode. Totally. Love I love that you are really thinking strategically on how to break down each of those avenues and really say, because you, it's okay. Because I think too, right? It's like we can so easily say, you know what, get off of this altogether. Which in many cases, people sometimes should because they're yeah. not treating it the way that it should be treated. And it's just hard to get it up all these factors. Right. But you're saying like, no, if we're going to, we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. But like, we shouldn't invest, like, this is more, you basically create a hierarchy and totally. you can really respect each time and effort that it takes. And also you man What I love is that you manage the expectations that you're going to, that's going to come from those platforms as well. Yeah. I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of, well, why isn't this converting? Well, is the purpose of that conversion? Is the purpose of that platform education? Is the purpose of that platform retention? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the purpose of what you're doing? Um, And why? Again, why are we doing it? Are we doing it because we should? Well, mm, okay, maybe we should, but like, why? Right. Why, why, why? You know, put a toddler in your head. Why, why, why? (laughs) Um, Over and over. I think that's a really helpful thing to remember. It's so So. helpful. And and we forget. It's so easy to forget because you're like, oh, I just needed to work and we're doing this and I'll get to it later or whatever it is. So I, I love that. I love that. And so I'm curious to know. So you started six months ago. Did you kind of have a rollout plan in terms of what came first and how you would communicate your brand. We did. And it's so funny. It feels like it was two years ago now. I feel like every <laughs> week's like a year long, but um, we, we created a strategy. Again, I had uh, two kind of marketing professionals on my team mm-hmm. help create that because while I love it and I see the value, it's definitely not my area of expertise. Sure. I'm, you know, 
vision and the passion yeah, of and course, the ideas of and whatever. Course. So they kind of created a great plan while thinking about let's take bite-sized pieces, not try every mm-hmm. single thing at, at once. So yeah, let's create a really great, robust um, like newsletter. Let's highly segment it. Let's create all these various flows because we knew we could get people initially in based on just friendlies, right? You send it to your friends, family and say, Hey, sign up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be your potential ambassadors. Then we rolled Well, we did that in Instagram. Obviously we rolled out TikTok later. We didn't have capacity to push it earlier. Right. Maybe we should have, but that wasn't right. one of our strengths. Um, so yeah, no, we had a, a strategy in terms of, okay, great. This first month we're going to talk about, we're going to amp up excitement. What's coming. Yeah. We're going to then talk about a little bit about education. Then we're going to add in the pillar talking about humor. We're going to add in a pillar with mm-hmm. some hacks to kind of create something that's shareable or savable. So that was kind of part of the, the plan that they rolled out for me. Um, and we're actually revamping that a little bit right now as we're kind of expanding sure. into some other channels. That's amazing. I love, I love that it was so organized and so very much like, okay, we've talked about it with like, you recognize like, okay, we've talked a lot, a little bit about, you know, the education piece. So let's get a little bit more creative or fun with it, with humor, whatever, whatever the, yeah, totally the approach was. And I think so many businesses, because I, I, especially newer businesses, um, I find that there's a like, right, you're just trying to get it out there and you don't, it's hard to see the flow because you're in the weeds of it all. So it's hard to see the flow. So I love that there was a very clear cut flow. I'm curious, how has, has the businesses with Bluebird, Something Blue, Aspen, like has that had any um, impact on how you wanted to kind of roll out Party Check? So I've been winding those down some. And I think one of the things is I get lumped into this bucket for better or for worse. People are like, oh, you must have an amazing audience or party trick from your Bluebird clients. I'm like, well, my Bluebird clients aren't my party trick clients. They're different. Yeah, They're very, very different clientele. (laughs) Um, And so it's been this interesting thing of like, how do we educate again, going back to education, um, other people, as well as even just like, I'm not, I don't have a large social media presence. It's not one of my personal passions. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, Oh, Hey, I've got a wedding for you. And I'm like, no, oh, we're kind of like, if you are watching anything, it's so I'm clearly right. not doing a good job on my yeah. side, <laughs> but I would say, um, you know, we, I love cross promoting. We have mm-hmm. a really active audience on all of those, the channels for those other brands that relate to entertaining. So we've got people who want entertaining. So anywhere I can try to leverage those channels to direct people over to party trick. I do. The clientele does not cross over, but a lot of the audience does have a lot of crossover. So mm-hmm. we try lightly because we don't want to spam them to, to cross pollinate as much as we can amongst things. Because again, it's all the same vision and mission, which is about creating these amazing experiences, the execution, right. the how is just different. One, right. you've got someone doing it for you. This one, we're doing it partially for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So I guess, um, my couple final questions for you is what has been the most fun part for you in starting this new brand? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, honestly, every single day is so different. Yeah. And, and that's what's really fun 
It's new. It's exciting. It's insanely challenging. Um, It's a really different team than the Mm -hmm. teams I've led before. And I share that because like I've led a lot of people who are event planners or event designers and they're great in that area. Mm -hmm. Now it's marketing and it's tech and it's content and it's writers and copywriting and thinking about SEO in a different way that like, we didn't think about that. That wasn't part of my my business at all. Like there's very little that we have to do there. So what's fun is that it's so different. And I like yeah. that. It's hard. Yeah. I want the challenge. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes just the sense funny, I was so tired and burnt out when I was executing these insane events for others that I didn't get to celebrate the everyday as much myself. Yeah. And right now, you know, I'm, I'm selling it. I better be practicing it. And while I'm not doing it with like girlfriends, cause I bounce around and I'm all over the place. I am doing it with my kids nonstop. Yeah. And awesome. That has brought me so much joy. Yeah. And I think it's brought them so much joy in a way yeah. that, like, you know, before I was like, mommy needs to sleep. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't push it. Yeah. And now I'm like, hey, let's make cute, whatever. And, and so that's really um, a fun thing to do. That's amazing. I love that. I love that yeah. so much. What has been the most challenging? Trying to get some of this education out there yeah, and get people to get to that aha moment. You know, I was yeah. on a, a meeting, like a walk meeting prior to this when, and like, she doesn't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so how can I refine my communication? So she does. Right. I think some of it's experiential. And so some of the hardest is like, from a marketing perspective is that I think the other hardest thing for me is like, this is, it's a whole new industry. I'm having to learn right. so much about tech that I'm a non-technical right. founder, but we're, we're, we are a tech company. So it's been a lot of learning and a lot of nights of just, you know, reading and studying. Sure. And I have a friend who I do these like late night work sessions with. Um, and we just do them via zoom. And after I put my kids down, I jump on and I work and I basically zoom this person and I'm like, Oh, I'm studying. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just this funny. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I'm in my late thirties. It feels like you're back in college. And so that's, yeah. it's hard in a different way, but it's also it's incredibly hard. rewarding. For yeah. Sure. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Virginia. It's I I'm like I said, I'm obsessed with the brand. I think it's so cool. I love the look and the feel. Um, I think the concept is amazing. So thank you for sharing all of your well, experience. Yeah, Caroline, thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to um, share a bit and I would love for you to like fully, fully experience, share it with friends for anyone listening, please. Um, we can post a code in show notes Yes, um, to go ahead, great. try it out. Um, I'll just do like a four month free membership if that works. So you guys oh jump on experience, play with it um, and give us feedback. I think yes. the biggest thing with everything in life is like, listen to feedback and go where the market directs you. So if you want a feature, tell me, push yeah. it. Hey, I want this theme. Love feedback. Awesome. Love, love, love it. So okay. yeah. thank you. That would be amazing. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Thank All you, right. Caroline. Talk to you <laughs> soon. Thank you. All right. That's it for this week's episode of The Edge Effect. But the journey doesn't end here. We encourage you to take the lessons learned from our guests and apply them to your own entrepreneurial endeavors. As you navigate the ever-evolving world of branding and marketing, remember that it doesn't have to be overly complex. But communicating your brand effectively is an ongoing journey. It requires continuous refinement, a deep understanding of your audience, and an unwavering commitment to stay true to your story, the unique edge that sets you apart. Stay tuned for future episodes where we continue to unravel the challenges of branding and marketing through the incredible impact of human stories. Until next time, keep embracing the edge, embracing your story, and making a difference through your business. 
I'm Caroline Crawford, and this has been The Agit Back.